0: Racken Ridge Baptist Church. Not a building or a set of programs, but a community of people that God has shaped uniquely to experience and share the life, freedom, and hope found in Jesus. God has a specific plan for our church. And to know this plan, we need to know how God has uniquely shaped our church. God has shaped us as a group of people who value family, grace, diversity, authenticity and advancements as a family who believes in advancing the kingdom of god we sought god to know where he is calling us to in the future as we prayed we believe that god showed us where he is calling us to go together this is the church that we see the church we see is a church that is equipped and empowered by the word of god A church where the Bible is taught in ways that change people's lives and is practical to everyday life. A church where the gospel is proclaimed and lives are transformed. We see a church where prayer permeates everything that we do and we see the power of God firsthand. A church where we pray with faith and authenticity and we celebrate His answers to our prayers. We see a church that is bold and courageous in sharing faith. A church that both invites people to come and see who Jesus is and go and tell others about him in our spheres of influence. We see a multiplying church. A church that multiplies by seeing new followers of Jesus as well as seeing new churches planted to advance the kingdom of God. We see a church where everyone can find a home. A church where we find family and experience community no matter who we are. A church where we know one another deeply and share in each other's triumphs and tragedies. We see a church of all generations, where all generations are valued and we choose to learn from, invest into and bless one another. We see a church that builds bridges into its local community. A church that is known as a blessing to our local community. We see a church that reaches people across cultures, both locally and globally church that follows the Great Commission to make disciples of all nations. This is the church that we see and we invite you to come on the journey with us to make this dream become a reality. Every single one of us has a part to play as we pursue God's mission for our church together to experience and share the life, freedom and hope found in Jesus. This is an important Sunday in the life of our, uh, in the life of our church. Uh, but although it is an important Sunday, there is one important question I have to ask before we go any further. Does anyone know what this is on the, uh, on the next screen? Does, who recognizes this? Wow, well, we have some Wordle people in the house today. Who wants to know what the Wordle of today is? <laughs> That is the fastest way to split a church right there to say what the Wordle of the day is. Now this is one of these things that is, uh, has come about pretty recently and I've, uh, I must admit when I first heard about Wordle I thought this was pretty stupid because I kept looking at Facebook and I saw these dots uh, popping up and I thought... What is this all about? I have no idea what's, what's going on here. And then uh, Sarah, my lovely wife, began telling me uh, about Wordle, and I thought, who honestly is going to want to do this every single day? The first time I started, I haven't stopped. I've done Wordle every single, every single day. Today I did it in three goes, so... Uh no one, <laughs> everyone's excited about that. <laughs> I haven't done a hole-in-one yet with my uh, with my Wordle score, unfortunately. Now, it's really interesting when we look at things like this. This is a bit of a craze at the moment that uh, different people are are doing. But I can almost promise you that Wordle is not going to be around or is not going to be as popular in the space of 12 to 18 months. I don't think it's going to be uh, something that's going to, to be lasting the uh, uh, the... the The whole uh, length of of time and the reason I say this is because even in my short 32 years of life there have been crazes that have come and gone and so on this next screen I want to show you one of the crazes uh, that was from when I was a kid Uh, who remembers Tarzos? I loved Tarzos, I don't know what they did, I don't know what they were used for, but I loved them, and when Space Jam, the first Space Jam, the real Space Jam, when that one came out with Michael Jordan, I had to collect all of the, uh, of the Space Jam Tarzos, and I eventually got there. I have no idea where they are right now, but they're probably worth a uh, a fair bit of money. At the same time, there was another craze that was uh, about, and on this next screen, you'll see something else. It was one of my other crazes. Loved yo-yos, loved walking the dog with the yo-yo. It took me a little while to to master. And then I, I began discovering some other tricks with yo-yos as well. I can't remember what they were, but I uh, I spent a lot of time doing uh, doing yo-yoing when I was a young young kid. Uh, it's not just toys and collectibles where we uh, where there's crazes and things that come and go quite quickly. On this next screen, you'll see something that uh, some of you will recognise and you'll know what it is. Others of you who are a fair bit younger than me may not have any idea of what this is, but I distinctly remember taking these on school camps, and you would do the <laughs> sliding through the uh, the the reel there, and you would take a photo, and there was this almost anticipation when you arrived at the uh, at the photo processing place because you didn't know what photos were actually going to come out, because it was usually only about half of them that, ended up, uh, that you ended up being able to, to process and have at the end. The other thing I remember as a, as a kid, which isn't really around anymore, but this next one, uh, Blockbuster video. I loved Blockbuster. I loved going on Tuesday... Uh, uh afternoons it was cheap tuesday and they used to have one dollar weekly videos uh and i used to grab i think i had permission to get about three every single week um I probably went through the same ten all of the time, but I loved my Tuesday afternoon trips to uh, to Blockbuster. Now, all of these different things—these are um, things that have come and gone just in in my life—and although they've, uh, they, a lot of these things have faded away. It wasn't because. Kids no longer wanted toys or collectibles. It wasn't because people stopped taking photos and it wasn't because uh, people stopped watching movies, but it's because things progressed and moved forward and changed over the past 32 years. And this is important for everything, including how we operate as a church. There are things that God is wanting to do in our midst, moving into the future, that may look different to how we have done things in the past. Now, the message of experiencing and sharing the life, freedom, and hope found in Jesus, this is something that has been uh, consistent in our uh, 40-year history here. And that message is never going to change, but there will be ways that we will need to to think about how God is going to make that a reality in our midst during this new season. And this is what we're going to be speaking about today. In this new season, where is God going to be leading us? And on that video that you just watched and in the booklets that you received on your way in, you'll be able to see a little bit of what this looks like. If you're joining with us online, we also have a link to those booklets in the description in the, uh, in the YouTube video. Now, what I 'm doing today, this is not a, a sermon that you're going to be receiving. this is probably the, the first church service that you're ever going to come to where there's not a sermon. Uh, what we 're doing today is more of a family talk. This is time that we are spending um, based on the foundation of what we've been doing in previous weeks, looking at what we are doing uh, into uh, what we're going to be looking at into the future and how we make uh, this future a uh, a reality. Now, to get to this point of today, um, as you would be aware if you've been part of our church over the past month or so, there have been some building blocks that have been essential to be able to Uh, get us to the point where we can speak to vision, speaking to where we are going. And the first, uh, the two building blocks that have been really important for us to understand, the first one is our mission. Why do we exist? This is the most important question that any church is able to ask. We don't want to become uh, drifting away from the things that God has called us to, and we need to know with pinpoint accuracy why we as a group exist, why our services, why our ministries, why our events all exist. And this is why, based on 2 Corinthians chapter 3, we exist to experience and share the life, freedom, and hope found in Jesus. That's what that song was all about, and that is what we are on all about. The second week, as we were going through this series, we were looking at our values. Who are we uniquely here uh, as Brackenridge Baptist Church? How has God shaped us at this time? If this is not our Doctrine or core beliefs. This is not our vision of where we are going. These are the things that we hold really precious to us. It's like our flavor as a church. And we came up with, we understood that our church values these five different things. We value family. We don't want to just have relationships like being acquaintances with one another. We don't want to even just be friends with one another. We understand that because we are now called sons and daughters of the King, we are welcomed into a family. We value grace here. No matter who comes through our doors, no matter what your history or what your past has been, every single person is welcome here at our church. We value diversity We don't all look the same or think the same or act the same. And we actually see real beauty in that. This is a beautiful thing to be a part of a diverse church. We value authenticity. We want to be real and honest in our relationships with one another. And we also value advancements. We're not going to get comfortable or complacent, but we are going to continue to pursue the things that God has for us in the future. And this has led us to this point where we are now able to speak about our vision. Where is God calling us into the future? Now, the best way that you can understand vision it's like a, uh, a dream or a painting. It's like God has shown you a, a painting of what he wants you to look like in the future and he's given you this picture and he is saying to you, you see this painting that is what I want you to become. That is what you, what I want to see your future looking like. And after many prayer meetings, there's a lot of prayer that went into this. After many prayer meetings, lots of discussion, lots of discernment, we believe that God has shown us the picture of where he's leading us to in the future. In those booklets that you Received, you'll see this as well. The vision is the church that we see is a church that is equipped and empowered by the Word of God. A church where the Bible is taught in ways that change people's lives and is practical to everyday life. A church where the gospel is proclaimed and lives are transformed. We see a church where prayer permeates everything that we do and we see the power of God firsthand a church where we pray with faith and authenticity and we celebrate his answers to our prayers. We see a church that is bold and courageous in sharing faith, a church that both invites people to come and see who Jesus is and go and tell others about him in our spheres of influence. We see a multiplying church, a church that multiplies by seeing new followers of Jesus as well as seeing new churches planted to advance the kingdom of God. We see a church where everyone can find a home, a church where we find family and experience community, no matter who we are, a church where we know one another deeply and share in each other's triumphs and tragedies. We see a church of all generations, where all generations are valued and we choose to learn from, invest into and bless one another. We see a church that builds bridges into its local community, a church that is known as a blessing to our local community, and we see a church that reaches people across cultures, both locally and globally, a church that follows the Great Commission to make disciples of all nations. Now, there has been a lot of prayer and a lot of discernment and discussions that has gone into this. And there was a really beautiful moment in our church council when we finalized this uh, not too long ago, when one of our council members, I won't say who, but this council member said, that is the kind of church I want to be a part of. And that is how we should respond as well. As God has spoken to us through praying and seeking him, this is where he has led us. And our response should be, that is who we want to become. That is the church that we want to be uh, a part of. The wonderful thing for us... uh, as we, as we look at, uh, at this vision that God has, has given to, to our church is that in one sense it feels like some of this is already unfolding. Like we are just on the very, very start of what God is already doing uh, through, through this. A couple of uh, examples Last year, we ran Alpha and were able to see people come through our doors uh, and and hear about Jesus. So in doing Alpha, we were able to both go and tell people about Jesus and invite them in to come and see how good Jesus is. This week, we're going to be starting our English classes, which is just going to be a a beautiful way that we are able to reach cultures in our local area. As we go through towards belief, Across our whole church we are being equipped with the things that are practical to our everyday lives to be able to go and tell people about Jesus so God is already working uh, in bringing this to fruition but over the next 10 years there is still so much more that God is wanting to do to make this vision a reality and that is what we want to see we don't just want this to be words up on a screen or words in a booklet. We want this to become a reality in our midst, and this means that in ten years, by uh, by by twenty thirty two, the this church that we see will become uh, should become our, our reality. Each year over the. Over these next 10 years, we are going to spend time focusing on one aspect of uh, of this vision. Yes, we are going to be working on on all aspects of this at all times, but there will be, uh, each year we are going to spend time really focusing in and honing on one aspect of this vision so that we become this church in in the future. But this year... This year is going to be a little bit different. We're not going to be honing in on one aspect of this vision. This year we're going to be making some headway on some major projects, some big ticket items that I want to share with you uh, today. And this is where the rubber hits the road and we get really, really practical. To make this vision become a reality we need ministries and and events and uh, and a facility that will be able to complement this and be able to make this uh, make this happen now we do we have a fantastic facility when i first came here i was so blessed as i came into this auditorium and oh my goodness i don't think i've seen aircon that works so effectively in my in my entire life it's amazing (laughs) There's a big hearty amen from a from a lot of people. If you if you're joining us on online, we are really really blessed with our our facility here, and I am so grateful for so many people who have ventured out and have had a vision in the past to make something like this building a reality. Uh, even very recently, I was watching a uh, a, a DVD that was of the first opening of this building it didn't have the slanted roof back in the day uh, but I remember I was watching the DVD of this uh, of this opening of this building was that 1978 Ralph 1980. 1980 there we go and I was just so blessed to be able to see someone like like Ralph Brett who is still a a faithful part of our church, coming up the front and being the secretary and praying over the building. Just wanna honor you someone who's been so key and so integral in making this church um, happen. There's so many other people who I could name, including people like Madeline and people who have led the church over this time. And I think it would just be great if we could honour everyone who has uh, done such a good job in making this a reality. Can we just thank everyone who has worked in the past? We really do want to celebrate and be thankful to God for what we have. He has been gracious and kind and good to this church over so many years. And although we want to be grateful for everything that God has done, we also want to look forward to the future in thinking what is, the, what are the things that we need to do with our facility, which is a key part of our, of our assets, what are the things that we can do to make this vision uh, become a reality? And one of the prayers that was uttered repeatedly when we had our 21 days of prayer and fasting was that we would be a church that would build and spread. This came up, so regularly in our prayer meetings that we had during our 21 days of prayer and fasting in august last year again and again there was this prayer that we would be a church that would build and spread and that's what we are going to do we are going to be a church that does build and spread so over the next five years we are going to be in a season of building We're going to be expanding our current parents' room at the back of the auditorium because we want to have a parents' room where parents are able to come. They don't feel like they are cramped or rushed when they're in there and they are also able to feel like they are part of our service. We are also going to be constructing a new undercover area out the front and converting our current creche into a church cafe with a new play area for children to be in. Now, if I was in your shoes, the first question that I would have is how does any of that help to make this vision that we've spoken about a reality? How does that help? Why are we doing this? And there are two aspects in particular in our vision that this contributes to. The first, we see a church where everyone can find a home, a church where we find family and experience community no matter who we are a church where we know one another deeply and share in each other's triumphs and tragedies. So if we want to be a church that experiences deep community with one another, we need to have places that are able to enable this to happen. Now, over the past two years, we have done a lot of things online. We have had church services online. We have had Zoom meetings online. We have had Zoom life groups online. And I don't know about you, but after doing Zoom for a while, I just feel flat and a bit over it, you know? Like, I think so many of us have had the same comment, which is, thank you God for this amazing technology, but it's not quite the same as doing things in person. It's not quite the same as having a relationship where you can sit down, and meet with someone face-to-face. Now, at the moment, we don't have many locations where we are able to sit for a long time with someone in a comfortable, relational way and be able to build friendships with one another. Now, at the moment, we do have our seats out the front, which are okay. Um, but at, if, uh, unless the, the weather is absolute perfection, which over the past few weeks, we know that it is very, very unpredictable. It can often be too hot or too rainy for us to be able to experience real community with one another. It's not quite the same either, having a conversation when you're needing to sit next to someone in rows compared to sitting in a cafe across the table from other people. Now, this is some of the ways that this will impact us on a Sunday, but there's many, many ways that this will impact us throughout the week. Imagine after mainly music. Having mothers who are able to stay for a long amount of time and be able to connect with our leaders and be able to connect with our teams. Imagine if we were able to do life. Uh, alpha in, a, in an environment that is more intimate and more relational than just being able to meet in this auditorium here. Imagine if we were able to have a cafe space that is open throughout the week and we were able to invite mothers in our community to come here and be able to have conversations with them, invite them to things like brigades, youth, and alpha, and be able to share the life, freedom, and hope in Jesus. This is what we are able to do through this area. With this area out the front, we are going to be able to have more family fun days, more men's breakfasts, more young adults hang nights, more of these moments of connecting with one another and experiencing community together. It is not about creating a space so that we just look good. This is about creating a space where real, deep community can take place. That's the first thing. The second way that this will serve our vision. The second part of our vision that this will serve. We see a church that builds bridges into its local community. A church that is known as a blessing to our local community. In our 24-hour prayer meeting that we had in August last year, there was an extended time of prayer that was had where where the people who were praying uh, had a sense that God was Wanting our church to be a place where there would be soft points, where people could come to this place and it wouldn't be uncomfortable or difficult for them to come in and we weren't putting unnecessary obstacles or difficulties in front of people. And as I said, imagine having this cafe space at the very front of our building where people are able to come after they drop off their kids from school and they can come and hear about Jesus and connect with people. We can have people constantly coming into our building, not just on Sundays, but every day during the week. This would also be the only cafe, uh, except for, for Maccas, which doesn't really count, but the only cafe within a, a long distance uh, where people could come and buy a good quality coffee and their kids could be playing on the playground and they won't need to, to worry about them. And right now, I just want to show you a glimpse of, uh, of what this could look like. might have recognized some of the cars in that, I think, I think the, uh, the black one is Casanal's car, so, <laughs> no. <laughs> that uh, video that you just saw, that is also going to be on, uh, on repeat in the foyer on your way out if you would like to, uh, to see that, that again. So that's what we see happening and, uh, and coming about in the next five years. But within that time, we also believe that uh, that God is going to be wanting us to prepare for the next season. As we spoke about having a, a season of building, we also believe that God is calling us later to be in a season of spreading. Now, you might have noticed on that video and on the screen, Screen right now, a little orange section out the back of the church. And in the next five years, we want to begin preparation for a new kids and youth facility that will be taking up some space out the back of the church. Now, why is this necessary and important? Well, part of our vision is to be a multi-generational church where all generations all generations are valued. And while we are sitting here in this amazing auditorium, our kids are in a space that is increasingly becoming too small and impractical for them to be able to use. Now, one of the things that God's been doing in our midst over the past little while is there's been a lot of families joining our church over the past 18 months, and we celebrate break that. But one of the difficulties that that's placed on us is that there have been weeks out there in Kids Church that we have had close to 40 kids plus leaders out in that area and it gets very difficult to manage particularly just because of the shape of the room and some of the poles that are in the middle of the room and if we're going to be a church that says that we do value all generations including our young people we need to have areas that do reflect that There'll be more about that within the coming years, and we would love to, uh, to hear from you about this as well as we look forward to the future. But there's one last aspect of these major projects um, of making this vision a reality that I want to share with you today. When I was about 19 years old, um, uh, I had regular dreams for weeks and weeks and weeks, Uh, that God was just placing in in my mind. And this dream, uh, these dreams and visions were about planting churches. I went to many mentors and asked them about what does this mean for for me? Am I gifted and wired to be a church planter? And the more that I... uh, that I spent talking more time I spent talking to my mentors they said to me look Dave we, we're not sure if you're called to be a plant uh, to be the the church planter but we believe that one day you are going to be sending out other churches to be planted uh, in different communities to reach more people and over the years over these past 10 10 years I've invested my time developing myself in ministry and leadership but I've also had a fascination with planting churches, I've always clung to this thing that God gave me over 10 years ago of planting churches. And as I researched, I saw that planting churches is actually seen as the most effective way of reaching more people and seeing more people come to Jesus. When you plant a church, there are people who are passionate about the gospel, who are willing to go and share with everyone that they see because they need to do it to survive. (laughs) There's a lot more at stake when planting a a church. The other thing that happens regularly when a church is planted is people come into the midst of the new church plant, and as they are in there, there is no... um, Pre done cliques or sacred cows or predetermined culture, and so people are able to integrate, integrate really easily into any church plant. Now, when I first moved here to the church, I believed that possibly, maybe, God one day could use this church to plant more churches because we are positioned. Pretty, uh, pretty effectively for God's kingdom to be able to do this on the north side of Brisbane because there are so many people who are currently moving to our city. Over this past year, uh, there was an increase of 78% of the migration levels into our city here. And there is pretty soon going to be this continuous city from New South Wales uh, border all the way up to Gympie. Now, I thought this was something that God might do within us in the future. But as COVID began to settle, more and more people began to flood into our region And at the same time, as people were flooding into our region, we had our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And this prayer of building and spreading was on repeat. It was like a record on repeat during that time. And I don't think this is just coincidence or a metaphor. I genuinely believe that God is calling us to step out in faith, take a new step, and literally spread. See, more people reached for jesus more churches for more people to reach more people more churches that are healthy and growing and seeing people come to jesus now some people may ask the question don't we have enough churches simple answer no we don't that is like saying we have enough disciples if a church is made up of disciples and we want to respond to the Great Commission and make disciples, we need more churches that make disciples. This is something... Oh, sorry, 10 years of build-up is, uh, is being all released right now. This is something that we don't want to rush into and it's not something uh, that we want to uh, to just work off uh, our own pragmatism, but this is something that will require huge amounts of prayer and seeking God to know where, when, how, and who. We can't just leap into this too quickly, but neither can we lag behind what is happening in our uh, in our local area. And so to finish our time together as the team comes up right now, soon we're actually going to have a, a chance to sing this song, Send Me, and I'm so grateful to this team for, for writing this song. But in a way to to respond to what we've heard about this morning there are five different ways that you can respond the first one is to pray pray about where god might be calling us to plant is there an area that god has laid on your heart pray for our church that we would remain unified and centered around our mission to experience and share the life freedom and hope found in jesus pray for our staff and our church council as we work through a lot of these things prayer is the most important thing that you can do second thing you can do you can serve to make this become a reality we all have a part to play there will be more different and different opportunities in the coming years but there are also plenty of ways to be able to serve right now the third way that you can that you can respond is to give what we are speaking about is going to require money and faith to make this happen. But we believe that our God is a God of provision. And we know that if he calls us to this, he will provide. And the way that he provides is through us, his people. If you want to give directly to the, um, to the building program, there are some details in the back of the booklet about how you're able to do that. The fourth thing that you can do is talk talk to us we would love to hear from you and hear your heart based on what we've been sharing uh today if it's things to do with the, with a facility f- please feel free to connect with myself or alex or one of our church council and let us know if there's any strategies that god is stirring in your heart to make this vision a reality and the th- the final thing the fifth thing that you can do is own it own the vision It's something that God has led us to collectively. There was a significant amount of time of hearing responses from, from surveys and a significant amount of time of prayer to lead us to this point. So this is something that we own collectively. And if you want to take uh, the next step of real ownership and become uh, a member, we actually have some new membership information out in the foyer, which you can go and grab if you would like to make this church uh, your church home and become a, a member here. And feel free to grab one and then contact the office and we will uh, and just inquire about becoming a member. But right now, I just want to invite you to stand. And as you stand, what we're going to do is we're just going to thank God. We have so much to be thankful for. And I know it is getting later in our service right now, but this is a special Sunday. This is an important Sunday. And so we are going to take time right now to worship our great God. So let's pray together before we do that. Yeah, Lord, as, we, um, as we've spent time praying Throughout last year, there are certain things that you have spoken to your people here, and we do want to respond to those things that you have called us to. More than anything, great God, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for how you have led us in the past. Thank you for how you will continue to lead us into the future. You have been faithful throughout so many generations and you continue to be faithful to this church. We know because you have been faithful in the past, you will be faithful in the future. And ahead of time, we want to give you thanks for what you are going to do. Lord, well, we don't want to be doing any of this for our own name or for our own glory, but for the glory of Jesus alone. And we want to see more and more people come into the kingdom, come into a saving relationship with Jesus. So we ask for your guidance, for your wisdom and for your provision, because we know that that only comes from you. And Lord, we as we... Uh, As we sing these words right now about being sent, we know that we are not just God's people here, but as we go, we wanna be sharing the life of freedom and hope found in Jesus. So use every single one of us for that purpose in Jesus' name, amen.